Welcome. Rochelle here to share another inspiring episode. Unabashed You is women talking about stuff. It's a place where we can be uniquely ourselves without apology. We want to be wise, to know our worth, and to enjoy whimsy. Women, we got this. And to the men listening, we are grateful for your involvement. Next up for Insta Summer, we have Pavitra Eshwar, expressionist artist of abstract, whimsical, socially conscious pieces. She started out in corporate America and followed the compelling nudge to pivot to do and be the thing that would not leave her alone, being an artist. She had to. Teaching herself through practice, she also watched her daughter draw, which ended up influencing the style she has landed on. Pavitra's artwork is a reflection of who she is, compelling, thought-provoking, and as she herself says, her art is easy on the eyes. Wow. That is the thought that came to my mind when I first saw the artwork of Pavitra Eshwar on Instagram. I was moved and clamored to see more. Words will not be adequate, but let me try. Colorful, whimsical, beautifully balanced, insightful, and full of impact. We connected in real time and suffice it to say, we will be purchasing an original as soon as possible. I'm grateful she said yes to coming on the show. Welcome, Pavitra. Hi, Rochelle. Thank you so much for <laughs> that beautiful introduction. <laughs> you are so welcome. It's my pleasure. You know, I just love your stuff. It's just, it just, it was a magnet. It just like drew me. And I, I knew the person behind the art had to be a really incredible woman and and then you are wow. you are and I'm getting to <laughs> Thank know you, you and you are All you're right. just too kind oh gosh no it's my pleasure all right we're gonna you know take a couple minutes here to get to know you is there anything you want the listeners to know about you to get started sure I mean I can go over who I am what I do and 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 where I'm from uh hello to everyone um I'm Pavitra Eshwar I uh, I'm an abstract painter from San Francisco and I paint a unique style of expressionist art that is like uh, Rochelle said whimsical that's just one of the first things you would notice um and I also have a lot of squiggly lines in my works um and these are often around social themes so my subjects are uh easy on the eyes but then you look closely you you find something something that resonates with what's happening around you um uh, thank you, Rochelle, for having me on this segment. I'm absolutely thrilled to be doing this with you guys. Um, and uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm thoroughly surprised that you know I could do this with you. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I'm happy to move forward with all the questions that you have for me. Oh, wonderful! Um, yeah. Oh, good, good. Well, that's a that's a good intro, and we're going to come back to your art in a little bit during the deep dive. Sure. What three words or which three words would you use to describe yourself? Kind of the first three that come to mind, or maybe you pondered this for a bit and really came up with three words. Um, sure. I, I would say creative is the first word that came to my mind. I know that I'm passionate about my work and all the things that I do. So passionate mm-hmm. and 
conscientious. Oh gosh. Yeah. Those I, the, oh my sometimes, gosh. yeah. <laughs> Those three come through in your art. They really do because you talked about the social element. Right. Uh, and we're going to get to more of that later, but that that comes through too. Like you say, if you look a little bit more closely, then you'll if you look closer, then you'll you'll see that there are there are themes. Um, there's more than than the beauty that meets the eye. All right, those are great words, Vivitra. Thank you so much for those. Okay, so sure. this is going to be pretty easy because we don't know <laughs> each other very well at all. But this is kind of fun anyway. Two yeah. truths and a lie. Uh, I actually, yeah, I was thinking about this for a long time and then I thought, okay, so the lie is easy. Uh, the lie is, don't tell the lie. Don't tell. So this is how (laughs) it works. No, this is how it works. You say all three things and you don't tell me which is which. And then I get to guess, I get to guess like, huh, I think maybe that's the lie. So just state the three things and then Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll take a guess. I've got a 33 and a third percent chance of getting it right. Okay, this is fun. So the first one uh, is, I have a weakness for people who have a way with words, who speak Ooh. well and write well. Ooh. Okay, um, that's my first one. The second one is, I do elimination diets to stay healthy and I need very less sleep. Ooh. And then the third one is, I'm both a wild dreamer and a brutally practical person. Oh uh, I can toggle between the two modes at will. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is incredible. Did you want me to repeat? Yeah. So the first one is. Uh, I have a weakness for people who have a way, oh, with, way words. with words. Okay. Either written or spoken. Okay. The second one was. I do elimination diets to stay healthy. I need very less sleep. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then the third one again, one more time. Um, I'm both a wild dreamer and a brutally practical, analytical person. I can toggle between the two modes at will. Okay. I'm going to go for the middle <laughs> one. I'm going to say maybe the elimination part is right, but I'm just, maybe you need more sleep than little sleep. So I'm going for number two is the lie. Correct. You got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so crazy because we yeah. really don't know each other at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, I like the way you, I, I like your thought process because uh, I, I don't think anybody can do with very less sleep. So yes. uh, you went with elimination, not the elimination diet, but you went by elimination. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So the other things about you are true. You're drawn to people that speak well and write well. Yeah. And then you can toggle quickly between and give me the two descriptives. Uh, wild dreamer. Yes, I see. Bru- okay. Yeah. And a brutally practical grounded person. Yes. The wild dreamer. I think that comes through <laughs> in your art. And then yes. I think some of the things maybe that you've posted on Instagram might lean towards you also being a, being practical. So right. I, I can see that about you. Oh, I can't yeah. believe I got that right. <laughs> and I should add that, you know, being a mom, being a parent, uh, by the way, I'm, you know, to all the listeners, I'm I'm also, I'm, ar- I'm married and I'm mom to two beautiful, intelligent girls. Uh, one is a kindergartner and the other one is a toddler. She's a preschooler. <laughs> so I feel like being a mom, um, it's kind of gotten that the brutally practical person a little more weight. 
because now I cannot be rash. I cannot, you know, do these things without thinking about them a hundred times. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's the two personalities that right. I have in me. Right. And it, and it is nice to keep the wild dreamer, but you're right. Being a mom, especially at the age group your kids are, requires you to be practical if you're going to make it through the day in mm-hmm. a, in or, a semi-organized functioning capacity. Right, right. Oh my gosh, that was so, so fun. <laughs> Go ahead. I, uh, I've heard a lot of my other co-artists and you know people who are in the art field or in the creative side of things uh, say there's a lot. And I, uh, I could relate to that a lot. So I have a lot of internal order, uh, meaning I, mm. I kind of ha- I'm very organized inside my head, uh, but I don't necessarily need everything around me to be uh, uh, to be organized. And this was the case before I had kids. But oh. after I had kids, I felt like my internal sense of order and my external sense of order they had to be aligned. And I don't know why that how that shift happened, but it was a necessity more than a preference. Well, yeah, that and that does make sense for those of us who have children and certainly have more than one child. Yeah, I can see I can see how that kind of evolved through your life. That and that mm-hmm. makes sense. That makes sense. All right, this is going to be fun. One of <laughs> your favorite movies of all time. Now, you you might have 20, but just, you yeah. know, give, give, give us one. Um, I'm a total movie buff and this is a really hard question for me uh, <laughs> as you might have guessed rightly because there's just too many but I'll I'll probably take the cue uh, of you know we're talking about children so me as a child the one movie that absolutely stood out for me when I was nine or ten years old was uh, the Jurassic Park oh. uh, it's, you know clearly for the animation and special effects and how real it felt Yes. So it was so inspiring. And so I will stick with that that one uh-huh. movie uh, as a child that I admired so much. And I still do. Like if it comes on TV, I, I will just cancel all my, you know, all the things on my calendar and I will sit with it until it's done. Uh, and I know the movie frame by frame. Oh, now you're talking about the original. The original. Yeah, the original Jurassic Park. Oh, my the, the very first one. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. That <laughs> but, is, uh, yeah. I, and in was, recent time, I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. In recent Sorry. times. What? Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. There've been so many sequels to oh. that movie and I, I don't care so much for those, but the very first one just made its left its mark and it was deep impact. <laughs> and isn't that interesting because I would not have guessed that I would have thought, Oh, yeah. she's probably going <laughs> to like, you know, and, an indie film, something a little right. more obscure. Oh, yeah, I, I, do, I do have those as well. Um. <laughs> yes. But I love that your go-to is Jurassic Park. And yeah. and and it was pretty scary for its time, that first mm-hmm. one. I mean, it's so suspenseful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, that that is a great one. I love that you go back to it. And, of course, your girls are too young. But do you, I, I'm assuming they're too young or maybe they're not too young. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're just yeah, okay. really too young for, okay. for you know, for that. that level of scare. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure you look forward to when they are yes. old enough to be able to hand, to, to share that with them because that absolutely that's a wonderful thing to be able to share, uh, you know, the things that, are, that, that you know, your, some of your favorites with them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they like to share their favorites with you. And I'm sure they were already doing that. 
Yes, yes. And uh, I mean, I have a few more as well that that are timeless, like uh, A Few Good Men and Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, Castaway. And I can go on and on. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, and you're talking to a fellow movie buff, so we're going to have to have a whole separate conversation about movies because I also love movies. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Fantastic. That's that's really nice to know. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to kind of segue these last couple questions or maybe a little more on the serious side. Mm -hmm. Name a woman that inspires you. Okay, I'm uh, I'm going to just cut through the, you know, the cliches. Of course, you know, for all of us, our moms and grandmoms, the selfless, uh, loving beings that they are, they're really inspiring. But I want to actually talk about some of the other women that have inspired me and sure. from whom I've drawn great inspiration from. There's not just one, but there's a bunch of them. And uh, the kind of women that they are, are again, writers, authors, artists, educationists, and speakers. For the same reason that I told you uh, before, something about what they do, the power of their words that touches people's lives in profound ways that fascinates me. And so I I yearn to be like them. I want to be like them. And in that respect, I'm greatly inspired by J.K. Rowling, Beatrix Potter, Maria Montessori, uh, Frida Kahlo, Helen Frankenthaler, Georgia O'Keeffe. Um, and a long list of not so very well-known artists as well, whose works and sentiments I, I truly admire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love the list you shared. That's a wonderful, beautiful list. Thank you. And, and, and one more uh, from yes. India, Mahadevi Maha Varma. She is uh, uh, she's a poet and a social upliftment worker as well. Wonderful. So, yeah. That makes perfect sense because you, <laughs> you really do... Like we talked about, and then, you know, in just a minute, we're going to talk more about your art. I can't wait. Okay, so a piece of wisdom that you keep handy. Yeah, I actually wrote a little bit of this down. um, Because, I mean, to myself, uh, when I say to myself, I I probably just think it. But when I have to share it with somebody, I felt like it's important for me to write it down. Uh, So is it okay if I just read it? Please, please, please. Yes, we're very loose here. Yeah, so I wrote this. Um, Your growth and my growth always look different, and it would be unwise to measure ourselves against another person. Our trajectories are completely different, and so our milestones will be too. The most honest thing about life is growth, because it happens whether you like it or not, whether you see it as growth or not. You grow through disappointments, failures, pain, anger, resentment, setbacks, but you're constantly learning everywhere, constantly learning that. So whether we acknowledge that or not, every moment is a moment lived uh, and not one bit wasted. And not to discredit winners here, but, you know, I honestly believe, Rochelle, that somebody that has had all things working out great for them in their favor may not have grown as much as the ones that have consistently had to fail or be disappointed or change course or adapt. And it's all fair in the game of life. And this, you know, truly resonates with me because I have always had it the difficult way. <laughs> uh, I'm sure a lot of us would, would feel the same way about our lives. But uh, I feel like I've had to struggle a lot to, you know, do the things that, are, that come so easily to a lot of other people. I mean, not, not in terms of skill, but opportunities. Um, and so this is something that I say to myself often because our trajectories are different. Our milestones are different. The way we grow they're completely different. Um, yeah, I've grown inward. <laughs> that 
I I just think we need to, you need to be on a TED talk, right? Oh, wow. Immediately. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, I mean, I, I really, and I love words. I love words. I'm a total word nerd. That was so profound and had so much impact. And I couldn't agree more with every single word you said, because you're mm-hmm. right. There's something about, and I, I, you know, for lack of a better word, deprivation, but being mm-hmm. deprived of, of things. I mean, you know, like with our kids, we would never purposely deprive them. And yet circumstances sometimes dictate that they don't get exactly what they want, exactly when they want it, exactly how they want it. And that in the long run is better. It's better because it builds character. You can't build character if, like you say, you're given everything. Instant gratification. Instant (laughs) gratification. And it's just an easy, easy road, easy, Mm -hmm. easy road. That's, that is, I don't really think that's really what life is about. But and, so and I, I love what you yeah. said. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Um, and just one uh, bit that I'd like to add there is we don't give a lot of weight to the waiting part. Um, oh. There is a lot of life to be lived in the waiting. And we don't consciously give enough credit to uh, the things that are in the interim that are so important for us to get to our final destination. So I, f- I feel like all the growth happens in the in that interim period that where where you feel like you're not growing, but that's where you're really growing. And I personally feel that I've had a lot of those moments and I, I still have those every day as a, as a mother, as you know, as uh, as a person in the universe. So uh, I hope I hope this uh, piece of wisdom helps somebody somewhere along oh. the way. Oh, it's helped me. (laughs) Yes, it it will. It will resound. It will. It will go out there and it will speak to people for sure. I have no doubt about that. And thank you for being so intentional and taking the time and really, um, you know, clarifying your thoughts and, you know, writing them down. And and I want to say before we get to the next topic that, you have written some, I'm going to say poetry and posted it, yeah. correct, correct? On yes. Instagram. And it's beautiful. So you're, you're yearning to be, you know, the keeper and giver of really great words. It to me is already unfolding because I've, I've, I've read what you've posted since I've known you and it, it, it has the same impact as your art does. It's just, it's Thank just, di- it's just different. So I, I love that you're, you're reaching for that and you, you love the word part of things and you're clearly mm-hmm. gifted in the art part. Thank so I, I say, keep going with that because after that beautiful, I don't know if that's technically a soliloquy or not, I'll have to look that up, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Thank Absolutely you. <laughs> beautiful. Snap, snap, snap. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. Okay. So now we get to take the deep dive and this is where we talk about your passion. Now mm-hmm. on Instagram, you have an account called pigment touche, and I will be sure that our listeners have, you know, can get that in, in the notes and everything. Sure. And that's how our paths crossed was, my seeing your stuff and uh, 
or I don't remember. Oh, well, I know I saw your stuff probably. I don't know. I just was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I really, it was such a wow moment. So let's talk about your art. Let's, let's kind of go back to where it started. I mean, were you drawing as a kid? Uh, so I've always been interested in doing art as a kid. I'm a self-taught pretty much. I never went to school to learn um, any kind of art. Uh, it's mostly through, uh, you know, through books. And I would just copy a lot of the works that inspired me. And that's how I learned what I learned. Uh, but I initially started not as an expressionist. I started off as, uh, as uh, an impressionist. I would paint landscapes and then I went on to doing portraits. I would uh, do commission. I would do portraits on commission. Um, that was what I was doing for a long time. So uh, I, I probably would have to go back to a few years ago before I, you know, started living my life as an artist or a painter. Uh, so I came into this country. I'm a first generation immigrant from South India. And I've lived in San Francisco for nearly 13 years now. Mm -hmm. um, and I came to the country as a software engineer and I was in the consulting space. I worked for technology companies in the Silicon Valley and on the East Coast. And I would travel from, you know, between between the two time zones. Uh, it was it was a tough life. I mean, I, I loved what I did as an engineer. Uh, I was in the business intelligence space. But at one point, I felt like, you know, this is not where I I see myself growing the way I want to grow. And so I, I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to stop and listen to what my heart tells me. And it was, it was my calling. So I quit my corporate job, nine to five job. And I said, I just wanted to become a full-time artist. Mm. And I switched careers. I switched career paths and moved on to become a full-time artist. And I knew nothing about being an artist. I didn't know uh, if my works would sell. I didn't know if I had a voice, like a style of my own. But I knew the, the one thing that I knew for sure was I did not want to be in corporate America. I wanted to be an artist. So with that, I moved on. And from 2013, I've just been doing uh, this. I've been an artist and learning the tricks of the trade. I've uh, been showing in galleries. I've been doing art on commission. Um, you know, at, at one point, there was this transition period where I felt like, you know, I needed to have a signature style of my own. And I kept exploring. Um, and that was around the time my first daughter was born. And she would just scribble on the magic slate, you know, <laughs> the, the, you know the magnetic magic slate. And mm -hmm. she would just keep scribbling. And I actually started to scribble on that. And I just came up with this really unique spiral design that just sat with me for a long time. And I I felt like, you know, I needed to do something with it. And so I got uh, out in pen and I started scribbling designs. And I felt like, you know, there was some kind of a connection uh, between those squiggly lines that I made and what I really wanted to say, like innocence. I wanted that innocence of a child's childlike squiggly uh, line to be part of my artwork. Mm. And so, you know, that's how I took to bringing in the ink lines in my drawing. So, and I, I made sure that the lines were not going to be perfect. The lines were not going to be straight. And they will always be those innocent squiggly lines that will mark the innocence in my work. Uh, and then, you know, the rest of it just, you know, formed on its own. And 
that was around the time that this new style uh, got developed. I developed an alphabet uh, around the things I would depict in my work. And slowly, you know, people started noticing this new style had something in it. And uh, I, I auditioned at a few galleries and they took my works in. And one of my first shows at City Art Gallery, which is a co-op that I uh, am a member at, uh, I sold out. I sold all the pieces on, you know, in the, in the first show. Wow. And, you know, that was one of my crowning moments where I felt like, okay, so I really have this voice and it's it's connecting with people. It's connecting with the audience. And then I moved on to developing developing it more. Um, so that was that was around that was how it was born this time. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would have to mention that City Art Gallery rejected my earlier auditions a couple of times. Uh, but I kept going back to them because I really wanted to belong in a co-op. I felt like that was a good place to start. I, I learned a lot about how a gallery is run and, you know, what artists commit to and, you know, what kind of art sells. Uh, these were all uh, pointers to me. These were all learning, uh, you know, learning buckets for me because I, I did not go to school to learn all this. So I eventually got into City Art Gallery and then I just ended up getting more and more shows because my network was growing. Uh, and I have this brilliant curator in San Francisco that helps me out a lot with, um, you know, he he tells me uh, what shows are on and where I can uh, apply to get into shows. And uh, that's how I got going. So uh, this was around 2000, I think 2015, after my daughter was born. Uh, and since then, it's it's just been, it's it's been good. It could be better, but it's definitely good from the point where I started. Wow, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm flabbergasted over a few things. One, you you didn't go to any kind of art school. You just you just you taught yourself. Two, that your 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 first child really influenced some of your style. I think that that's mm-hmm. really a beautiful evolution. Yeah, and that. You, you you really had no idea what you were doing, but you you and I mean the business side too, but you just knew you had this thing in you that you you had to let out. Yeah. And you left us a very successful career. Mm-hmm. And I it is so inspiring that you you listened to your heart and to that voice instead of going, well. I'm making good money and it's, it's fine. I'm good at what I do. You know, yeah. <laughs> the rationalizations that we do instead mm-hmm. of there's that gnawing thing in you and you yeah. listen to it, you listen to it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really honored that part of you that, that was speaking loudly about this thing, this itch you needed to scratch. So yeah, I did have a lot of doubts in me for sure. Oh, I would, I, you know, it would be a lie if I said, uh, you know, I, I never thought I would fail, but every step of the way, I, I still have those nervous moments when I feel like uh, I've done a piece well, but I don't know if it's going to sell, or I don't know if, you know, this, this is composed well. Um, so those doubts are always in me, but it's getting better because I see that there is response from the audience. People order works, they buy, they, they put a lot of uh, faith and money on, on my piece. So <laughs> that gives me a lot of strength. 
<laughs> well, absolutely. Um, and you've, you know, back to the, that piece of wisdom you keep handy, that the whole thing about growth and look at the growth that you've done since 2013. That's when you started. Yes. As an artist. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's been eight years, give or take some months in there. And, yes. and so there, I'm sure there, it's been a, a real process and a real journey and what an adventure, what an absolute <laughs> adventure. Yeah. Okay. So you've been shown in the city, which is, you know, you're in a great city, obviously for art. Yes. So I imagine that you've developed, um, you know, somewhat of a following. I mean, especially selling out your first show, even though, you know, and you were clear that they had not said yes the first couple of times. The, the stamina and the perseverance to continue to go back and go back and go back because you're like, no, I want to be there and I'm going to keep going until I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, to be honest, I have very, very much less to lose. I, sorry, I, I, I didn't. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. You, you had, uh, but see, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of persevering is that mm. why, you know, why not? Why not? Why not keep trying? Yeah. Why not keep putting yourself out there? The worst they can say is no. No, exactly. So the, exactly. So this one line, the worst they can say is no, is what I kept saying to myself. So um, I had very much less to lose. I, I, I had nowhere else to go. Like I just wanted to be this one thing uh, for the rest of my life. So if this gallery is going to say no, I'm, I'm still going to make it. And, and that's, that was the only thing in my head. Art has this unique ability to easily induct or integrate into the lives of people. Uh, be it in a living room wall or an office space. Uh, and somehow from there on, it, it kind of influences the people around it. Mm-hmm. And so it can fire up conversations or dialogue or intensify and inspire in, in ways that other things cannot. And oh. that, that part really thrills me. I, I feel like I can easily get into the lives of people and kind of influence their conversations and bring about change. Uh, it's the least, it's the least, it's, it's probably the easiest way to do and if nothing comes out of it, then that's fine too. But I, I somehow feel like I've done my part as an artist if I get to that point. Hmm. Speak to us, or me, us, the listeners and me, all of us, <laughs> about the social side of things. Has sure. that always been an interest or did that come later once you became a mom? I mean, where, when did that, when did that develop? Um, only after this new style started to have a voice, um, I felt like, uh, the abstract, uh, or the expressionistic way of emoting was, was so foreign to me at that point in the beginning, but then it became so natural. It it kind of felt like the most natural thing to do. I felt a certain wave of freedom that came over me and I said, okay, now with this freedom, what do I do? I need to do something with this freedom. I need to do something mm. with this, with this, uh, you know, uh, big uh, explosive that I have in my hand, put it to good use. Uh, and so I thought, you know, uh, painting just, just whimsical creatures, of course, is fun. And you can, you can embed a lot of messages in your artwork. And that's, that's something I do all the time. If you look closely, you can find a lot of stories and cryptic messages in my pieces. But beyond that, I felt like, uh, 
uh, when you look at the painting, it makes you happy. It's colorful. Mm. It's it's joyous. But there's something beyond that that every piece should have, and that's where the social uh, consciousness, social aspect of the subjects would uh, would play a big part in. Uh, so I draw a lot of inspiration from contemporary subjects and social context. You'd, you'd see a lot of women in my uh, pieces, mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, birds, animals, nature, electronics, robots, lifestyle related household objects, whimsical creatures, dreamy things. And these are all my absolute favorites. I kind of play around with them a little bit. I created an alphabet, a uh, form of a syntax that I use. Uh, that I uh, play around with and work with in my pieces. So uh, if you see, if you notice some of the birds that I depict in my works, they kind of look very similar across the board. Um, So that is what I call an alphabet. So I would always draw a bird in a certain way. I would always draw a woman in a certain way uh, without, you know, a particular shape or form. So that, that to me felt really special that I could influence with my unique style. Your style is really unique. And I, I, I really like the words that you use to describe your style and the way it has evolved over the years. And you, you took a big pivot from one style to another, even mm-hmm. though in the beginning it felt foreign, but then now it, you, you own it. It feels the most natural to you and you get to do this art and that you have, you know, woven in all of the, the aspects of what you love about art, plus the social side of it. I mean, it's, it's all one, the, 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 just the, oh, the harmony of it all is, is really quite extraordinary. So I, you know, you know, I am, I am <laughs> uh, definitely a fan, definitely a fan. And Thank that's you. how, that's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. So I want to thank you for taking this time. This has been so very special to me to be able to connect with you in this way and have you be a guest on Unabashed You and Mm -hmm. have you share your love for art and that the wonderful decision and the scary decision you made, I'm sure it felt scary at the time to completely change careers because I did not know you were what kind of an engineer, software engineer. What I was, was a software engineer. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, I was, that, that means you're <laughs> I was like working really for... <laughs> smart. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it was it was it was good. I I wouldn't. It would be unfair to say that I did not enjoy that job, uh, but I right. did not enjoy it as much as I enjoy, enjoy this. Yes, <laughs> I understand, and and I think the point being, boy, both sides of your brain are firing. Big time. You got the oh. gift of the left and the <laughs> right. That's so wonderful. So thank you again for taking this time. I'm 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 so honored and I'm very grateful to you and look forward to collaborating some more on, you know, any kind, you know, on the on the, the art piece that, that, oh, sure. yeah. that we've commissioned <laughs> you. you for. I'm so excited and I'll be sure and, and share that with our listeners uh, once it's finished. So thank you. And um, I'll let you know when this is all together. And again, thank you. Just so very grateful for your time and to get to know you better in this in this arena, in this space. I, I just, uh, I really appreciate it, Pavitra. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rochelle. I, you know, I 
truly from the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity. And for you to have considered me uh, worthy of this, this interview and chat, uh, it feels really special. Um, and I, 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 I want to say a big thank you to all your listeners as well as you. Uh, I, I look forward to collaborating more and mm-hmm. I really look forward to that painting that, you know, we are yes. going to work on. <laughs> yes. It's been my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. We'll be in touch soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Something that resonated with me is being in a place of asking and putting yourself out there. I didn't have anything to lose. The worst they can say is no, Pavitra said. These are brilliant things to tell yourself when you're reaching for your dreams and you look to others who may be able to help with opportunity and support. I highly recommend you check out Pavitra's artwork on Instagram at pigmenttouche, P-I-G-M-E-N-T-T-O-U-C-H-E. Feel free to follow her there and let me know what you think. I am already a fan. The Anabashigi website has photos, quotes, and a blog for each episode. Each episode's audio is embedded on its own page at unabashedyou.com. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Verbal, V-U-R-B-L. You, of course, are invited to follow, rate, and review. Our social media accounts, Instagram at unabashedyou, Facebook is Rochelle Renee, R-E-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-E-N-A-E, and the page is unabashedyou. Twitter at Rochelle Renee. We are grateful for website visits, social media, and word of mouth to share these episodes. We want some growth knowing these conversations help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our blessing. If you fail, it will be a failure of your imagination. The world is yours for the price of creativity, determined pursuit, and big dreams. May you be blessed to imagine the possibilities and to find the success you've always dreamed of. Amen. And that is from Prayables. Go for growth. Be patient in the waiting. Be unabashed. Be blessed.